Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther coming to you live from the Smut Studio. In Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey Nocheloprano. Hello, Andy. I thought you had a little glitch there for a second. You're like, all right, let's get this started. And then you sat there like this, and you're like... I was like, is he... That's what I do. It's just giving like a few seconds but in you between. Start, you almost started saying, what, 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 you like kept... No, I didn't. Yeah, I watched your lips go... <laughs> Do you think I was practicing? I was like, what is he? This is, is our he like almost ready to go? This is our 440th episode. Do you think I was practicing saying welcome? No, I don't know. That's what I thought. There was some sort of glitch happening. You look like Draymond in, what was that, game four in the yeah, interview? Yeah. <laughs> and he just sits there and just stares off. Welcome. That's the voice of our intern, EJ. What's going on with the intern situation? The interns. It's, it's, it's over, like musical chairs yeah, over here, bro. Great. EJ's back. Shabelli texted me. He's like, I'll be back for a month. By the way, actually. It's like Becky on Roseanne. Or like the mom on Fresh Prince. You're like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck just happened? You can't just replace the mom. I'm watching the show for 10 years. The mom's just not Viv anymore? She got a lot skinnier, or I'm sorry, a lot fatter and a lot lighter skinned. Yeah. yeah remember, when they went that, remember when they went to the light-skinned chick? Like, damn. Just throwing, the, throwing true black women under the bus. The first... The first Uncle Fresh Phil Prince. just upgrading to fucking light white with light black Yeah, but, women? but hold on. Hands down, we both agree, right? The first mom. Was the dominant mom. She was way better. Yeah. Way better. She was like knockoff Whitney Houston. Yeah. I don't know why I just took this koozie off. You already have me with another koozie here. I already went through a whole beer while you tried to figure out how to get the Mevo working. I'm glad you sat there and drank a beer while I fucking tried to thrust away. By the way, EJ said he thought he, speaking of Shabelli, said he thought he saw Shabelli in the mall today. Didn't, didn't even attempt to talk to him. Wow. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. First of all, it's <laughs> By not the way, that was, most, that was the most Latino EJ ever been. It's like, no, 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 no. This in here, fool. No, no, no. It's not a thought. I for sure saw Shabelli today. You saw Shabelli? Yeah, I was at the mall, and I was walking by. I, like, I saw him at the corner of my eye, and I thought, I was like, dude, that dude looks familiar. And I kept walking, and I turned around, and as I looked, it was like definitely him with the, the iconic sunglasses and, and the hat that he has. And I was like, dude, that's Chevelli for sure. But he was already gone. <laughs> it's already gone. There's so many people. Chevelli's a big Chibelli. guy. He ain't moving that fast. Just, you should have just gone, Chevelli. <laughs> <laughs> turned around. <laughs> so, yeah, what's up, Chevelli, dude? Uh, we have to bring him back. He's here for a month before he goes to Madrid. And I should do something with Chevelli because Chevelli's going to go study at the I same school. I have a question school. for Egypt. Are you wearing two pairs of jeans? How do your jeans have holes but you still have jeans underneath? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this Am called, I crazy? <laughs> my God, this is called distress, bro. Oh, Fashion. my God. I know, I know. I, I, understand, I understand, but there's a hole, right? There's a clear hole yeah, yeah. on one side, and then there's like still jean underneath? These are durable as hell, so they got two layers of jeans in case I fall. Is that hot? And I, mm, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> We've got an oscillating some sort of double here. jean action? What are the kids wearing today? Two pairs of jeans, you never know. This is out of my, you know, we sound like the old people, but what the fuck? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I know I sound like the old guy, but like, I mean, we got some great flag and anthem clothes, but I mean, come on. Like, let's just get him some flag and anthem gear. I mean, yeah. come on. Double sided. Watch, watch. Little do I know, flag and anthem has that, yeah, like, right. in the works. And they're like, don't talk about double jeans. Yeah. 
I don't get that's like some crisscross shit, bro. <laughs> what are you What are you talking about, man? What am I talking? You have a you have jeans on jeans, bro. Bruh. Look, d- look, you got go. Is it like patched? No. That's so it's weird. I distress. want you to take off your pants right now. I want, I want to see what's I'm going to on. See the inside of those jeans. Yeah, I want just, to see. Hey, wait, we have to before you know we're already having a good time. Uh, it's a pretty sad day. I don't know if you heard. Okay. Mrs. Garrett died. Facts of life. Yeah, facts of life. How about different strokes? <laughs> no, well, she was on facts of life, you know, but she started on different strokes. Facts of life is a different strokes spinoff. You're old, Prano. Uh, you know what? That was a little bit more. Like, I know that shit. You know I, different strokes, of right? Of course. I know both the shows, but I don't know both the shows, if you know what I mean. But here's the amazing thing. So, Mrs. Garrett, I believe it's Charlotte Ray, uh, 92 years old, dead. Rip, rip Mrs. Garrett. But, so, I mean, that's 30 plus years ago. She was in her 60s, and she outlived... <laughs> Gary Coleman and Kimberly. She outlived two of the three children on the show she starred on in her 60s. Oh, and she uh, outlived Mr. Drummond. She, la- she outlived everybody on that original cast except Willis. That's fucking ridiculous. That, that's a pretty good point. Not going to lie there. Also, what was the girl? Was it Amy? What, no, what, Kim? What, Kimberly. Yeah, but no, but what was her name in real life? Dana Plato. Dana Plato. Yeah. That's it. She killed herself? Named after the great philosopher, Dana. <laughs> did. Uh, <laughs> that's a Norm MacDonald joke right there. And see, that's what he did there. Uh, named after the fly. Dana. Did she kill herself or was it a drug overdose? Drug. Multiple drug overdose. She's like your typical Hollywood. She died in like 99 or something. And then Gary Coleman died like seven, eight years ago now. And then Willis. What you talking about, Willis? He's like, I'm talking about living. (laughs) like I'm talking about not being on drugs. What's wrong with you guys? Have you watched? She died of suicide, Prano. Mm, She had a drug problem. According to Wikipedia. Click on her Wikipedia page. I'm clicking on it. Cause of death, suicide. Really? Yep. Damn, her son died too? Dear God. 11 years to the... To the day after her death, her son Tyler Lambert died at the age of 25 of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Jesus. Facts of life, man. Yeah. Or, I mean, different strokes. Different strokes. You, you, I, this is what I want to... I had a classic different strokes joke back in the day, too, that I couldn't even do today because I'd be run off stage for being racist. What's the joke? You got to say it then. So... Do you remember? So it was right when Jackass came out, and uh, a kid. Oh, this is going to be fucking unbelievable. A kid. Uh, do you remember the Jackass stunt where they like one of them covered themselves in steaks and laid down on the barbecue? Yeah. Cooked the steaks. So some kid in Connecticut tried that and and burned himself. And uh, I was like, "What the fuck did you think? Like you laid down on a barbecue, bro?" I was like, "Don't do things you see on TV." I was like, I grew up watching Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. I didn't go strapping rockets to my roller skates because that shit would be dangerous. I was like, I also watched Different Strokes. I didn't go adopting two black kids. Again, that would be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and it used to crush. You did that shit today, they'd be like, get out of here. How dare you? 
Well, I, I would just say to anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about or Gary Coleman, I have fallen out some rabbit holes in my day on Gary. Is Gary still on our wall? Or he's up there with Mark Messier. He's out of frame. Yeah, he's up there out of frame. Gary Coleman. There are some Gary Coleman videos. Right now, everybody. Well, not right now. When this episode's over. Go look up. Not right now. Pause the episode. Go look up. Go look up some Gary Coleman videos on YouTube. Dude, the one where he left the Insider Entertainment Tonight like live and they end up showing it. Or it probably wasn't live, of course, but they showed him storm off. And the one where he's like threatened to hit the woman. Yo. What did he die of? He died of, let's see here. Of being like fucking heart failure. Cause he his- died of epidermal hematoma. Hematoma? Yeah. But he was married to this, uh, this redhead for a minute that he apparently beat. But she was like a foot taller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of shit going on. Bitch, here. lean down so I can smack <laughs> you in the face. <laughs> you make Gary Coleman Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. I could just see him like she's across the room, and he he sets up like a he jumps from like an ottoman to the side of the bed, and then flying like Tekken punches her. You remember that Chappelle show episode? Like that overhand right? <laughs> you remember that Chappelle show episode where he... Remember because Gary Coleman ended up being he a security guard. He parkour off like an ottoman and then the lamp <laughs> and then the ceiling just to get up to her eyes. You remember those mini trampolines that people exercise yeah, on? Yeah, He's got to jump off one of those before yeah. he punches her in the face. Do you remember that episode like, of Chappelle like show? A, he has like a ropes system. <laughs> He's swinging on like trapezes. You remember that episode though where he, he imitated Gary Coleman? Because Gary Coleman... Got in a fight because Gary Coleman ended up being a security guard later in his career. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that funny Chappelle show episode. This, by the way, this is what I love during the slow time of the sports year. Yeah. We're almost 10 minutes in talking about Gary Coleman yeah, you and thought different we were talk about Miles Garrett. Fuck that. Mrs. Garrett. You know what I'm, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure the, the title of this episode Mrs. Garrett greater than Miles Garrett. Write that down, EJ. <laughs> Write that down. Trevor's like, why is he writing that down? What's the purpose of this writing situation? You are the king of greater than. I love greater than. Why do you love greater than titles? Because it says, it says everything. So many words. It was just one symbol. Just greater than. How many greater than tweets have you done? Not that many. Which is funny because you love the greater than. I know. I don't know what to tell you. Well, let's get into some sports, Joe. Let's get it. Let's get into some things. There's Clooney, really... watch out! I think you're the next oldest person on Facts of Life. Who? Clooney. Ooh. I'm just saying, I love me some Clooney, but keep your head on a swivel, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is Tootie still alive? Did we lose any of the members of Facts of Life? Is Joe pulling the check out there? Where's Where's fucking? Uh... I mean, you got. I mean, I, there's only so much I can do here. I can't yeah. be looking up a thousand people at once. No, that's what I'm saying. You probably Natalie, the fat one, probably the most likely to have gone already, right? Sugarfoot. Yeah, <laughs> got that sugarfoot. Dude, after the hostel show last night, these two Norwegian kids. I'm like, how high are you? They could not stop laughing. They took pictures with me. They kept telling me I look like Ryan Reynolds, and I was like, yo, <laughs> yeah, literally, how high are you? Guys? I was like. I was like, you guys. Like in, in Deadpool? Like, what the fuck are they, you talking they, about? That's what they kept saying. They kept going, you should be in the new Deadpool. And I was like, guys. Because you look like scarred to death Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> you look like Ryan Reynolds caught fire. 
I go, I look nothing like. They like, you look like Ryan Reynolds covered in third degree burns. They were taking pictures with me. <laughs> And here I was thinking I was cool, but now that I think about it, yeah, you're right. They probably thought I was <laughs> fucking third-degree burn Ryan Reynolds. It's unbelievable. You know, the things I go through, Prano. I saw that tweet. Can we bring that up real quick? What? From our boy Chris, the lawyer. I have no idea what you're talking about. He said 33% of dirty sports is just you roasting me. Oh, yeah. Love that. He didn't even tag me in it. He <laughs> I think he put my name, but he didn't, dare you? he didn't tag me. How you not? Get, how you gonna subtweet Ruther? He might have. I could be wrong. He, he it was either me or Dirty Sports that he didn't tag. Well, I mean, should you really be making crazy, possibly factually incorrect statements against a lawyer? This guy's gonna sue you for defamation. What percentage of the show do you roast me? He had thirty three percent. That's probably a little high, but. I mean, now you're now you're third degree burns Ryan Reynolds from here on out. So <laughs> <laughs> probably gonna be strong on this episode. Yeah, well, I just can't stop thinking about Kerry Coleman ejecting himself off Anonymous <laughs> to Hadouken, his girlfriend. Hadouken, <laughs> dude. You, I got. You know what? I th- I think we got. I think we got the. I think we got the headphones. Spit it out, Junior. Let me let me just find. Fuck it. Let me just fuck it. We won't do it live. Well, we're, we're not live anyway, right. obviously. So let me find a, uh, let me find a Gary Coleman, the Gary Coleman. Ruther interview. sent me a text today. He goes, "Rundown's a little light. Feel free to add to it." I was like, "Yeah." How about I just come with forty minutes of Mrs. Garrett material? Hadouken. <laughs> well, well, here I have it, bro. Gary Coleman exploding on the insider. We're gonna we're gonna play this. And and obviously you're gonna see the visual. First of all, I love that Gary Coleman is wearing a dark brown corduroy jacket inside his fucking studio. Like he looks <laughs> he looks like a homeless person. That's a that's the jacket that you get when you think you're gonna live in that jacket for a year. Comments are disabled, <laughs> yeah. which is bullshit. Now this was posted in two thousand ten. So is Gary Coleman, so that's fitting. That's actually the day he di- that's yeah. the year he died. Now this was posted in two thousand ten. By Sarah Palin sucks. That's okay. the, <laughs> <laughs> a, another YouTube uh, you Hater. Know, user with no profile pic. Yeah. So uh, this is Gary Coleman on the Insider. Now there's no info about this, so I have no clue who's interviewing him. Nor does it really matter. But let's 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 get to Gary Coleman on the Insider. Set the record straight here. Just point blank. Do you have a volatile relationship with your wife? Have you ever physically? No, I don't have I don't have a volatile relationship with anybody. You know, if 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 we have our discussion, and uh, like most of the time, the men lose. You know, if I lose or she loses, she goes that way, I go that way. But she went not just this way. She called the police and said that you had assaulted her. <laughs> Look at his mugshot. All right, there's going to be some cheesy insider music, but we're going to get through it. Gary's mugshot. Arrested and booked last month, Gary joined the panel to tell his side of the story. But watch when he and guest panelist attorney Lisa Bloom go at it. You know what? If people would want to believe that I assault my wife at four foot seven and she's five foot six, then they can believe that all day long. I don't care. Well, why don't you flat out deny it then right here? Because otherwise everyone's going to look at this and say he's waffling around and he probably did it. I don't waffle. There is no abuse that goes on in my house. I don't waffle. <laughs> he's, he's very adamant about that. All right, let's see what else Gary has to say. We're going to get through this. I don't waffle. Now, if people believe that I'm waffling, then they can go, 
do what they did need to do. Did you abuse your wife? Did you abuse her? Did you lay your hand and on you her? And you know what? You can go to the same place. Did you lay you your hands on your wife, Gary Coleman? Because she said you did. yourself in the ocean. She said Oh, <laughs> wow. He went full prey, though. <laughs> Gary Coleman went... Dude, he's like, I'm just saying, you don't believe me. Take those waffles, cover them in syrup. Lots of syrup. Enough syrup where you could drown yourself in the syrup. I don't waffle. This is amazing. Prino, Lego, my ego. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you gonna tell me I'm four foot seven? My wife is five foot six? I'm assaulting her? Not not on Aunt Jemima's watch. I don't waffle. This might be the best interview ever. I got to play the rest of it. As you did. You know what? I have this on my head because I fell down the stairs. I don't want people thinking that my wife is abusing Why don't me. you want to answer the question about whether you abused because your you wife? Because you and everything else. Pardon me? You can go yourself. Really? And quit asking me. Is that me. the way you talk to your wife? Yeah, if I have to, if I need to, but I don't. And, and I don't know you, and I don't care about and you. And is this the kind of anger that leads to your physical assault? Does matter to me. Yo, can we talk about Gary's... Can we talk about this bitch? He goes, your life... Dude, he's pretty amazing. Yeah. Your life... I like that his head goes back when every fucking... He goes, he goes fucking... He goes Pez dispenser on that shit when he gets angry. Your life doesn't matter to me. I mean, he's on the Prano train, yeah. like, 100%. Let me tell you so who is this bitch? Hey, this hey, is, hey, that's Nancy. What's her name? Nancy Niece? I don't know. She, she, looks like, she, she looks like the third option to play fucking Aunt Viv. They were like the one that she's like the one they didn't cast. <laughs> she's from uh, Reno 911. She's got that new show on uh, TBS. It's been out a couple seasons. Claws. I just know from watching fucking NBA. Blinking guy meme. You yeah. just referenced Reno 911 and Claws back, back to back. And you don't remember fucking Mrs. Garrett on different strokes? Get out of this apartment. All right, let's see what else Gary has to say. Care because she's pushing my buttons, and I don't like her now. And the next thing I'm going to do is leave. So all you. (laughs) And then he had to jump. He literally had to to jump. First of all, hold on. Stop this again. He had to jump off that stool for one. Like there was there was a moment there. He had to jump off. There was a moment where he was not on stool or floor. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? And then somebody goes, Gary, come back here. Like, motherfucker, you just railroaded this dude. It's all women, by the way. It's yeah. all women. Yeah. This was the beginning. The, the, the first march was on Gary Coleman. How dare you guys? Let's see if he comes back. That was one dude here. Wow. That was hard to watch. And joining us now with perspective on... Well, I, let's be honest. The insider is pretty much always hard to watch. Behavioral psychologist, expert Dr. Charlie Sophie. Who watches this shit? Now they're bringing a behavioral psychologist to analyze what Gary Coleman just did on their own set. Like we have a we have a behavioral psychologist who often sits in our green room in case one of our guests lose their fucking mind. Safe to say they plan this. You know, I hate to shit on Middle America again, but this is the type of shit my mom watches, and yeah. she lives in Middle America. Yeah, I'm just saying. This is the type of shit people in Ohio watch because they don't have fucking a beach to go to. This is this is what my mom will always say when I go home. They're like the river is a little low. We should watch the insider. She'll be she'll be watching this. She'll be looking through like a magazine or something. Oh, well, more people watch this than your fucking stupid podcast on YouTube, that's for sure. You fucking nobodies. Anyway, to behavioral psychologist Guido Scarducci. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear what Guido has to say. 
wrote the book side by side, which is flying the off the fuck is happening. I want you to- so hold on. He wrote this book side by side. Too hard on Gary. <laughs> Be quite blunt. Was she too tough on him? Absolutely not. It's explosive. He tries to hold it together, then he blows. You're lucky he didn't hit somebody here. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're, why, are we even going to do sports today? This is stupid. No. Let's just we got twenty. We're going to watch this over and over and over again. We got we're twenty more. Go. We got twenty more seconds of the insider. Do you think that she was too tough? Because I thought she well, was. Well, she was too provoking tough. him. Wait, isn't that one of the? Right. Isn't that Carney Wilson? Yeah, it's it's all these has been like fucking. She looks like a Carney. She looks like the person that they shoot in the stomach with a fucking bowling ball, like a cannonball. That's who she looks like. Ironically, she I know she actually got Ladies it. and gentlemen, children of all ages, will now shoot some fat bitch in the stomach with a bowling ball. Let's see if she survives. Also, she was fucking in what's what's Carney Wilson from, by the way? Wilson Phillips? Yes. She looks like fucking she ate Phillips. Well, here's the funny thing. She got really skinny. She got her Stomach stapled. I'm not even. Are you even allowed to say this anymore? Are you allowed to make fun of people for being fat? Did I just get thrown off the internet? Yeah, you did. She got her stomach stapled, and then she posed in Playboy because I used to subscribe to Playboy. But then this is after it. Then she got fat again. Anyway, let's see. Can't what believe she, that didn't take. Let's see what she has to say. But she wanted appropriate No, she wants answers. You guys want answers. Could the right type of therapy really help him where he is right now? What I saw there needs medicine. Doctor Sophie, thank you so much for your perspective. <laughs> Guys, that was a one, two, three, four, five, six-person panel on The Insider about an interview on The Insider. This is amazing. What the fuck is happening? I mean, come on. This is what happens, Brino. I'm sure there's tons more Gary. Remember when, we were, remember when we were just about to do a sports podcast and I brought up Rip Mrs. Garrett? You shouldn't have done that. How about that? this fucking wormhole? You shouldn't have done that, man. It, well, mean, how are you going to be in this now and not just give us what you're talking about, Willis? I mean, that's what I'm saying. We we gotta. We you gotta, just passed one. We gotta do it. Supercut. After the ad, just I'll just keep this shit. Hey everybody, how do you like my new bathing suit? Damn, Dana Plato looked good, bro. Yeah, she's like 16 there. Now I seem like a pedophile. Okay, let's let's keep going. She was also that. on heroin, so. <laughs> you like 16 year old crack horse. <laughs> I'm not saying you're fucking. All right, let's see. Taste is bad. What's going on here? What you talking about, Kimberly? (laughs) What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Mr. D? What you talking about, Adelaide? (laughs) What you talking about, Willis? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why did he get so randomly dark for that one episode? (laughs) I think that's somebody else. Fucking dark as night. It's somebody else. Was it? Let's go back. I think, I think, yeah, this I mean, is... They weren't doing a different fucking... No one else gets to Wait deliver Arnold's line? What are you talking about? <laughs> Wait a second. I mean, that isn't. Why did he get so dark? Let's watch it again. What you talking about, Mr. D? <laughs> what you talking about, Adelaide? <laughs> what you talking about? That's I mean, not him. It's clearly him. What are you talking about? Do you know anything about television? You can't have somebody come in and fucking steal somebody's catchphrase. He's skinnier and way darker. Yeah. That's when he got into the hard drugs. <laughs> I don't know how drugs make you darker. Is that him? Holy shit, yeah. What you talking about, Dad? What you talking about, Oscar? What you talking about, man? Look at there, he's dark again. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> we, That's we, crazy. We discovered his complexion. You changes. know what? This is just like the Aunt Viv situation, except there was two different Arnold Drummonds. One black Arnold Drummond and one less black Arnold Drummond. Is there, did we, is there a new conspiracy theory that there was two people playing... 
him the whole time. There was two people. I'll, I'll say this. The guy who was beating his wife, pretty dark. Turns out it, it's it's almost like the uh, Superman, like Superman and like Bizarro Superman. Yeah. Like Bizarro Arnold's a little darker and pretty angry. All right. Let's see if we got any more. <laughs> Who'd you talking about? <laughs> what you talking about, Dad? <laughs> what you talking about, Mister? What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Manny? What you talking about, Dad? What you talking about, Hold on. Yeah, he got darker First of all, again. Let's also talk about you know the growth of different strokes. Originally, he was Mister D. Now he's Dad. Ah, remember that episode where he just decided he was Dad? Some fucking heartbreaking shit. Was he dark or light skinned when he did that? He was he was uh, light skinned, I think. What you talking about, cousin? Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> On this one, he's he's Tommy Frazier. <laughs> it looks like a polished Nazi fucking war boot. What is happening in this? Tommy Jesus, Frazier. I can't see anything but his eyes. <laughs> He looks like he looks like fucking John Rambo after he puts on the face paint to hide in the woods. This is like Wesley Snipes, yeah, bro. Jesus. What the fuck is happening? It looks like Blade. Dear God. <laughs> I mean, what is this? What is this? Uh, give me the na- title of the supercut and the and the. <laughs> and it's the, just what you talking about, Willis? And who's who uploaded it? Forty seconds in, Matt McKinnon. Matt McKinnon. Matt, Matt. McKinnon. M whatever. M C K I N N O N. Somebody's listening to this show for the first time going, so this is a sports show? Dude, how did he get so dark here? <laughs> <laughs> That's when he really hit the money. He was spending all winter in Miami. All right. <laughs> He's like, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. You're like, uh, can you wear sunscreen this time, Arnold? How many more of these are we gonna no, do? No, we're good. Okay. We gotta leave it on that one. Just leave that up. Dear God. Jeez. Looks like an option quarterback for the 90s Nebraska Cornhuskers. <laughs> I blame you, Brano. You brought up Mrs. Garrett. Holy shit. Rip Mrs. Garrett, by the way. What? Just rip. Yeah, I know, man. 20 fucking five minutes in. Mrs. Garrett made different strokes, made facts of life, and made the first 20 minutes of this episode fucking fantastic. That might have been the best 25 minutes of our podcast You're on ever. a waffle. <laughs> he said waffle Lego my echo <laughs> He said I don't waffle You wanna talk about waffling there Ain't no waffles in here Maybe in the green room There's did waffles I, Did I hit my wife With a waffle iron No <laughs> Do I like waffle ball No I like wiffle ball I don't waffle That uh, That just blatant Disregard For him uh, For somebody asking him About his violent past Makes me think about Ray Lewis's Hall of Fame induction Yeah should we talk Hall of Fame induction? Let's Should do we it. talk some sports? Let's do it. Ray Lewis headlined a uh, a good class. Yeah. What a good class. Great class. Like an all-time class. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Ray Lewis, arguably best linebacker of all time. Arguably. Yes. Yeah. I mean, arguably the best inside linebacker of all time. Hands down. I don't think he's arguably the best linebacker of all time. I think LT. We all know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. I got gotcha. you. I mean, if we're talking, if we're talking, since we're ta- here talking dark as night, Lawrence Taylor, he f- he was a blackout. That dude was a fucking solar eclipse on some quarterback. Yeah. So we have Ray Lewis. We yep. have another phenomenal linebacker in his age, Brian Urlacher. Yep. Ar- like, again, arguably, like, there was a time where people were like, oh, is Brian Urlacher the best inside linebacker of all time? He won, a, def- were- he won a defensive player of the year. Yeah, those two were neck and simultaneously. Neck. simultaneously. 
We have uh, Randy Moss. Come on. Top three receiver ever? Yeah. Terrell Owens. Is that your is that your other other guy? Right, right up there, right? I mean Jerry Rice is in a class all his own. Uh you know, you got you got Irvin Owens. I, I don't put Irvin Moss. near I don't put Irvin near those guys. Well, I think those guys are that much better. Personally. Brian Dawkins, great. Yeah. And then the other guys I don't give a shit about. Okay. Who are the other guys? I don't know. Who are, this is you're the fucking host of this show. That's been your line lately, I've noticed. You're I'm the, just here to riff. Yeah, yeah, but I've noticed that. You've used this recently. You're the fucking host. Like, Yeah. Well, you always introduce it. It's my co-host, not with my other host. You know, if I'm the co-host, fuck, do your, do your job. Oh, wait, is that what that is? No. Is I that just, what that is? Look, I What do, am I supposed to call you, not my co-host? No, I'm totally fine with being called a co-host. I'm excited about it. It makes me super happy. Here's my deal. I come. I show up. I'm like Randy Moss. Look. Let me know when you're when I'm gonna go long, and you throw me the ball. Until then, I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna drink Miller Lights. But look, I can't fucking be doing research. I can't throw and catch to myself. You know what I mean? Well, it doesn't matter. The other guys weren't important. Okay, I, I did know that much. It was three other guys, but it was like a GM, you know, I, you know some sure. old O lineman. Like yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't care about that shit. Okay, and some other guy I didn't know. But uh, Ray Lewis, man, the, the the Ray Lewis thing is fascinating because. A lot of articles were coming out, and uh, our boy Tug sent us one today, which I read, which kind of... uh, Did you read it? I didn't. Okay. I read the one you sent after. Tug hit us up at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Ah, He's a dad. Yeah. He's like, some of us are thusting. (laughs) Yeah, he used the thusting line. Either it's because Tug's a dad or he has a severe cocaine problem. One or or the other. Yeah. Could be both. Could be both. Uh, that one kind of didn't, you know, in a, in a way like was saying how there's many facets to Ray Lewis, which I agree about how he is, uh, an arrogant attention whore, uh, hides behind the Jesus thing. There was that, but it also, you know, discussed that, you know, how good he was in the field, which I don't think anybody's going to disagree with, but the one the one article that you and I both read, I loved. And I think it's important for the story, just so everybody knows, the author of that, or, or the writer of that, is a black journalist. And I think that's important, don't you? Mm, not really, but sure. Well, I think it is, just because it's like... What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> you don't think that's important? I mean, I, I, I don't see how you're saying because... Because it, it, it takes race out of it. We always want to put race in things. Okay. And, and I think the fact that it was written by a, a black Sports Illustrated writer, uh, it, Robert Klemko, it, it, it takes race out of it. So basically, he had a story. That, that, well, do you want to just kind of sum up the article? Uh, basically, uh, he – part of his assignment at one point was – When he just got started. Yeah. 2013. He – he got assigned to go uh, that that was it sports illustrated that was doing the article sports illustrated was doing an article and uh correct they had interviewed the families of the two guys who were murdered in the you know Atlanta Super Bowl incident um that Ray Lewis was in, 
some part of. And those families said that they did not forgive Ray Lewis's part in the thing. And this guy's assignment was to go talk to Ray Lewis and get his, you know, retort to them saying that. Uh, and, what, he, and he even said, yeah. he even went to Ray, not around people. Right. And that's important. He didn't do it when they're going to do like uh, he, he specifically said he didn't do it in a press conference. Yes. He didn't want him walking away because that takes, you know, questions away from other people. If he gets up and he walks away, as we've seen so many athletes do where they don't want to talk something or they shut down. And, you know, you ask Bill Belichick a question. And then he's just like, we're on Indianapolis. And everybody's like, dude, why do you have to ask him that one thing? Where then after that, he just kept saying we're on to whatever. That was fucking a shithead thing to do. So, so he went to Ray individually, and I, I'll just read the quotes. He said, sure. Ray, may I speak to you privately about something serious? Just go ahead, Ray, Ray was said. like, everything in life is serious. Life is serious. He serious said, is serious. He said, we're doing a story with interviews of the families of the victims in Atlanta. I have a few questions for you, and I want to give you the opportunity to comment. Lewis responded, are you serious? And I continued, he writes, it's our... And and I continued, I literally opened with, about something serious. So, yeah, pretty serious. He said, it's our responsibility to give you a chance to comment out of fairness to you. So he's basically saying, Ray, this story's going to be written, you're going to be in it. Right. We want your quote. Or not quote, or you could say, I don't have a comment, or whatever. I love this next line. I love this next next line. next line was, I don't waffle. (laughs) I don't eat waffles. I don't make waffles. No waffles. Ray said this. You want to talk to me about something that happened 13 years ago right now. Who's that fair to, me or you? Okay, well, when there's two guys who end up dead, I just love this. We now go to... (laughs) We now go to mentalist Vito Scarducci. (laughs) I love this. So they go back and forth and... He again, the journalist keeps saying, You're a public figure. You should have the opportunity to comment on this story. And uh Then Ray just started going, No. So basically, no. a Ravens media relations staffer gets him out of the room and says this to him, word for word. If you ever pull bullshit like that, you'll never come in the locker room again. I told him I understand he's Pressed, uh, they keep. Oh, oh. Then he goes. Then he, then he sticks his finger in his face and says, first of all, you know Ray is off limits." Well, apparently not killing somebody was off limits. Second of all, why are you asking questions again? The same thing about murders that happened 13 years ago. It's like OJ walks into a restaurant and nobody's gonna be like, "Yo, did you kill those people?" Yeah. It's wild. So then, basically, this guy got blackballed. Yeah, it's fucked up. And Ray hides behind Jesus, and he hides. But behind- then, no, you got it. The best part of the whole article is is him coming up to, at the in the other when he's interviewing the other guy. You have to read that. Um, let me see here. He's like, "I forgive you," and Jesus forgives you, oh. and Mary forgives you, Mary Magdalene forgives you, the yeah. Holy Spirit forgives you. you. All the people involved in the Jesus Christ ceremony. The up, the down, the left, the right, they're all forgiving you. you the mean, Cardinals forgive you. you Not mean, the Arizona ones. I mean, the ones that are like under bishops. Oh, yeah, this is the best part. Pope forgives you. So basically... Judas forgives you, and he ain't a forgiving motherfucker. 
So basically, he gets blackballed by the Ravens. Peter the staff. Paul and Mary, the band, <laughs> forgives you. So, all right, all this shit goes on. The Ravens, the PR staff, yeah. the actual players, they're blackballing him. Uh, so then, w- was this the same time frame? Yeah, right? Yeah. Ray Lewis walked up to him. While he was interviewing another guy Why was on interview- the Ravens. While he was interviewing he's now, he's now He's now on to another, he's now on to just being a beat reporter for the Ravens. He's on to linebacker Paul Kruger. Right. Ray walks up to him, and nothing but a towel. He puts his hand on his shoulder, and he, and he writes, delivers a line I'll never forget. Whatever you're saying, I forgive you. You were number one in my prayers last night. You don't have to apologize. And he responded to Ray, I'm not sorry, and I'm not going to apologize for doing my job. If you want to have a private conversation, I'm all for it. Lewis turned away, and two teammates attempted to shove me out of the locker room. With the PR guy standing between them. So that's how it all went down. What I don't understand about just like the Ray Lewis and the Ray Lewis fandom and whatever is like, it's sort of like the Kobe Bryant fans. It is. Kobe Bryant fans and Ray Lewis fans have a lot in common. I just said Lawrence Taylor is the greatest linebacker in history. Lawrence Taylor is also... A piece of shit. This is from Joe Prano, fucking highly ranked Giants fan. Lawrence Taylor, greatest linebacker, greatest defensive player in the history of the game. Lawrence Taylor, piece of shit. Fucking underage girls, crack addict, fucking lunatic, putting people at risk, drunk driving, fucking being an asshole to everybody. Piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. Has he has he changed? Has he bettered himself? I don't know. I haven't talked to LT in a while. Maybe, but there's one thing for sure. Lawrence Taylor's past is checkered. He did some fucked up shit. That doesn't make me an asshole. For you to go around being a Kobe Bryant fan or a Ray Lewis fan and being like, that shit never happened, allegedly. Like, motherfucker... You don't throw out suits. This is like Tom Brady all over again. He's like, yeah, I was just throwing my cell phone, so I fucking destroyed it. It's like, you know, that's not how you get rid of cell phones. I have a a drawer full of old fucking cell phones, and I'm like, I don't know. What should I do? Should I sell them on eBay? Should I fucking turn them into an art piece? I don't know. You don't just go, "Mm, okay, I'm going to get the new iPhone. I'm going to hit this one with a hammer. Like, that's not how you, you don't destroy your suits after. You fucking donate them to Goodwill. You know what I mean? Ray Lewis did some fucked up shit. That's why he was charged. That's why his suit disappeared. That's why the motherfucker is being questioned about it 13 years later. Because he was involved in the murder of two people. Whether he killed someone or not. Who are you that you're out there? What kind of fucking sick person are you that you're like, oh, but I bought a Ray Lewis jersey, so I got to defend this guy till I fucking die. Who cares? If he's a fucking great linebacker. He's a garbage person hiding behind Jesus Christ. The worst of the worst. The worst of the worst. You can't use the cop-out G. Look, all these people, all we ever preach again is transparency. All Ray has to do is just own that shit. 
yo, I fucked up. I did some awful things. Then I'm behind all his Jesus. Like, 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 do all your Jesus stuff. Dude, if you say, I fucked up, I want to become a better person, I found God, I'm all for that. You do you, Ray. But but this whole, I think it was a this, this article by Robert Klemko, you should really read it, uh, Sports Illustrated, you know, he just wrote it two days ago, or a day ago. It's a great article because it shows that they've protected him. It's such, you, you should not be shielded from questions about, a night where two guys died. They died. Whether you stabbed them or whether you watched the stabbing or whether the stabbing happened because of you or you punched somebody, regardless, you were fucking there, dude. You were there. I've never been involved with murders. I've never been involved with fucking rapes. These are things that happen to some of these guys. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you can't move past it, but just own up to the shit. And also, you're not any less of a fan of the Baltimore Ravens for just being like, best linebacker we ever had, fucking murdering piece of trash. Yeah. Or at least involved in murdering. You know what I mean? I mean, dear God. And to me, well, there's multiple things here that that piss me off about all this. One is Terrell Owens took three tries— to get into the Hall of Fame. I think it's so ironic, Joe, that they're in the same class. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Terrell Owens, it took three tries to get into the Hall of Fame because of questionable, let's put that in quotes, character. Yeah, which proves one thing, and one thing forever for good. The guys who are beat reporters, the guys that work in the sports press, are such limp, dick fucking losers that they will actually stand for a fucking accused murderer before they fucking stand for a guy who was mean to them in the locker room. Mom, he was mean to me after a game before he told me I was a nobody and I didn't have to answer my questions. I'll show him. He'll never get in the Hall of Fame on my watch. Put up your dukes, Terrell. Put up your dukes. He was accused of fucking being involved in a murder, you trash bags. And he doesn't get in. The the second leading yards receiver of all time. The third receiving touchdown leader of all time. Like, it's absurd. Because he didn't answer your questions. Ray Lewis didn't answer this reporter's questions about his involvement in a murder. T.O., Never did anything off the field. Never, never, right? I don't know. I know he wasn't involved in a murder. Okay, well, we know that much. Let's start with the, let's start with the facts. Okay. Not involved in a murder case. And here's, here, like Joe said, these are the- did, Was he, did, did, did he have a fucking drunk driving that I forget? Did he have a- Domestic did, abuse? Did, yeah. I don't did, know. I don't know. Wasn't involved in the untimely death of two people. At a fucking party he was at, and then had to go to trial over it. All I know is this: To is eighth all time in receptions, like Joe said, third all time in receiving touchdowns, and second all time in receiving yards all time in the history of the NFL. And it took him three times because of and questionable those characters. Might have been higher if he didn't get fucking run out of football for being Terrell Owens. Now I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I don't care. Whatever. But facts are facts. 
questionable character. And you know what? Good for T.O. We both agreed on that, right? A hundred percent. Good for T.O. for not going to the ceremony. And everyone wants to say, oh, he's he's not petty at all. You know what's petty? Petty is saying, he didn't answer my questions. I'm not going to vote for him. He is second all time in receiving Football arts. players were mean to me in high school. And now they're mean to me when I'm in the locker room. And I have a credential that says I'm allowed to be in the locker room and that they have to talk to me. This isn't high school anymore. You guys can't bully me. I'll bully you. Meet me on the playground at 3 o'clock. I won't vote for you in the Hall of Fame. I'll show you. Fucking dorks. Brandon's getting another beer. While he does that, guys, before we continue with this discussion, I just want to say Prano is looking good today. And I know it's a combo of two things. It's a combo of two things, Joe, that's making you look good. One, Flag and Anthem gear. You got the, those soft Flag and Anthem t-shirts. You got the seersucker shorts. Seersucker indeed. I mean, I love those shorts. Seersucker. Hardly know her. That's right, Joe. And you guys can look just as good as Joe Prano if you go to flagandanthem.com, drop in promo code DIRTY, it'll get you 25% off, 25% off your first order. And Joe, aren't we following people back if they use Flag and Anthem promo code and purchase some amazing gear of theirs? You're following them back if they Instagram uh, a screenshot of their purchase. I'm following them back, and also I just want to see it. I want to see Dirtballs in Flag and Anthem gear. And then uh, I, I've decided to up my Instagram game lately. And uh, so I'm, I'm adding some people on Instagram. I'd like to follow some Dirtballs who send me pictures of them in Flag and Anthem gear. So go ahead and do that right now, Dirtballs. Go to flagandanthem.com. Drop promo code DIRTY. Again, that's 25% off your first order. And the other thing that's keeping Prano looking fresh, he's keeping the beard looking nice and fresh. He's using those... Amazing Harry's razors. Yeah. You can't have, you know, the thing is people look at a beard and they always go like, oh, you're not using a razor. Ha ha ha. Au contraire. The key to having a strong beard is cleaning up the top and the bottom so it's right at your jawline that it's a crisp looking beard, not a homeless looking beard. And I do that with my good friend Harry's razors. That's right. Harry stands behind the quality of their blades. But they know switching... First ballot Hall of Fame razors. They are. First ballot Hall of Fame razors. And unlike the writers ignoring T.O., we are voting Harry's in, hands down. Guys, they created this trial offer. It's an amazing trial offer. And you can claim yours by going to harrys.com forward slash dirty. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. The weighted ergonomic handle. Five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and the travel blade cover. Dirt balls. You can redeem this trial set again at harrys.com forward slash dirty. So make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to redeem your trial offer and let them know that we sent you to support the show. Tag in Twitter. It takes two seconds. And you get an amazing deal. I don't know why you wouldn't sign up for these. I don't know either. I'm, maybe this isn't something I should say during a Harry's ad read, but if I was going to Ray Lewis somebody, I needed a sharp object to do it with, I would use Harry's razors. So sharp. So sharp. Yeah, I might have to take that out, but all right, Joe. <laughs> Appreciate that. Going to give me some more work. Uh, I do want to say one more thing about Ray, though. I Actually, I want to play the clip. 
Oh, can you? Can we grab? It's a quick clip. I'm sorry, but grab the headphones. We gotta play the clip of Ray confessing that he kisses his children on the lips. It's about time Ray Lewis confessed to something. Yeah. So Ray confessed to yeah. kissing his kids on the mouth. If it's good enough for Tom Brady, it's good enough for me. Let's hear what he has to say. That's why I'm still kissing you in the mouth. Yeah, I kiss all my kids in the mouth. Don't hate. Don't hate. Stay with me now. Don't hate. They're all going, no, please. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Some, you know, my son's trying to get... So, Ray, there he did. I mean, his family. He confessed to kissing his kids in the mouth. Now... I, I, they were shaking their head like that's completely untrue. <laughs> like, is this just Ray Lewis's thing? Or were they shaking their head out of embarrassment? I don't know. I think we got to get him on the phone for some sort of conclusive evidence, unlike his case. We need to get to the bottom of this mouth kissing. Ray, are you there? No. <laughs> I mean, yes. Sorry, I'm confused at what I'm supposed to tell the truth about anymore. Yes, I'm here, Andy Rutha. Thank you for calling me on the phone. Now, Ray, first off, congratulations on being inducted into the 2018 NFL Hall no of Fame No congratulations class. necessary, Andy Rutha. I deserve it. I tackle people all the time when I was in the NFL. People come through the line, and they would say, Ray, I'm going to get yardage. And I would say, no. No. Not on my watch. Not in my city. Also not in your city if we are playing on the road. No. So while your congratulations is appreciated, it's not about that. It's about I earned it. Just like Jesus earned his place up on that cross. I don't know what I'm talking about. Now, Ray, I was just reading an article, a great article from Sports Illustrated by Robert Klemko. He claims your entire career you were shielded by a team of PR, by a team of Ravens personnel, players that... Basically, no one ever questioned you about the 2,000 murders in Atlanta after the, after the Super Bowl, during the Super Bowl. Andy Rutha, I don't know the name that you just talked about. I've never heard of Clemco or, or Jerebco or Tiffany and Co. I don't know any Co's. Now, as far as this murder you're talking about, people are murdered every day all across this great city of Baltimore. But what do I do? I go out there and I tell those murderers straight to their face. I dance. I, I, I set off some pyrotechnics. And, I, and they say, I'm going to murder somebody. And I'm going to say, no. No. That's the only murder investigation that I'm involved in. I investigate the murders that people are doing in Baltimore and I stop them. Anything else you're talking about? I don't know. I don't know. So you're just not going to answer these questions Andy, ever. Andy, I see what you're doing, and I forgive you. Jesus forgives you. Forgive me for what? I forgive you. For what? I don't waffle. <laughs> what are you talking I about, I eat right? waffles, but I don't waffle. No. Bless you, my son. And may God have mercy on your soul, old dead-headed podcast. No one listens to your podcast. That's why I, I come on. Can't answer that question. Can't ask me those questions. No. I forgive you. I forgive your interns. I forgive your fired interns. I forgive your interns at school. I forgive, I forgive your no-chill co-host. I forgive everybody involved in Dirty Sports Podcast. I bless you. I hit you with that holy water. And I'll pray for a rosary for you tonight. 
Well, I guess this interview's over, right? Because you're not going to answer any questions about the murder, ever. I'll answer questions about anything you want, Andy Ruther. Do you kiss your kids in the mouth? Indeed I do. I look them dead in the eye. I say, open up. Papa coming in. And guess what? Sometimes they don't want it. And I say, no. <laughs> I, take their, I take their mouths and I open them up. And I stick my tongue in there. Kind of like how you open up that guy's chest when you murder him. I don't him. know what you're talking about. When you, when you murder him, you open up, up guy's up chest. chest. I open up fullback's chest when they come through the line. Yeah. And I shed them out of the way. And then I open up the, the chest of an H-back or a tight end. Let me and add- then I open up the chest of every ball carrier ever came in my way. Why? Because God put me on this planet. He said, Ray, I'm putting you on this planet. I'm touching your forehead. And I'm saying, you got one purpose in life, Ray. Ray. Are you listening to me? And I was a small baby, and I didn't understand words yet. But still, his words meant something to me. I said, I do understand, Jesus. I do understand. You put me out here to tackle ball carriers, and that's what I'm going to do. One last question, Ray. And I'm going to do it better than anybody's ever done it. If you were going to go... No butt kiss. No Urlacher. No Lars Taylor. No, no Gaylord Perry. I think he played baseball. (laughs) No William Refrigerator Perry. No Perrys. No Perry Farrell. <laughs> Ray, one last question. No spare shoes. <laughs> Ray, one last question. If you were going to go suit shopping at Men's Warehouse, are you buying a black or white suit? Andy, I'm going anytime I do anything. Shopping, eating food, tackling ball carriers, helping the good people of Baltimore. What I do, I go in that room and I would say, Jesus, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to stand here in the middle of men's warehouse. I'm going to spin around. I'm going to spin around like a, a swing pass. As I was pursuing a ball carry to the right, who's just thrown to my left, I'm going to spin around. And I'm going to say, Jesus, I'm going to close my eyes. And I'm going to let you I'm gonna let you push me around this door. I'm going to let you push me around this door like a teenager using a Ouija board. And I'm going to say, whatever I open my eyes and I'm standing in front of, it could be a dress. It could be a jacket. It could be a pair of plaid slacks. That's what I'm going to buy because that's what Jesus has pointed me to. All right. Well, I guess this interview's done. That made zero sense. But it's good to have you on, Ray. A lot of things don't make sense to people that don't have God in their soul, Andy Ruther. So I'm open like Odell Beckham Jr. So I'm open like Odell Beckham Jr. That's right. I don't have, I don't have enough Jesus right. in my life. Bad hair, no God. You and Odell have a lot in common. But all that's right. all right. That's all right. I'm going to go to your barber's house. I'll go see Trippy. I'm going to say, <laughs> I touch you. I forgive. I forgive you. I forgive you for what you've done to Andy Ruther. Bless you, my son. All right, well, there you have it, guys. Ray Lewis, once again, on the Dirty Sports Podcast. Wow, Prano. I mean, I know you were taking a shit, but it it just got even more weird. Yeah, Ray Lewis is a weird guy. Yeah. I mean, most honestly, most Jesus freaks are. Yeah. It's always convenient, right, when you find Jesus after you've gotten out of a connected double murder. Yeah, it's always great when it's like, You'll just make everything a Jesus response. Do you think that was my bad move post-denting? Jesus for Ray Lewis is sort of like fake news for Donald Trump. Yeah. When in doubt, you just go, Jesus. Do you think that was my my move? I played – I think I played my brain injury completely wrong. Should have become a Jesus freak? Like how – like I could have really played – There's no place for that in comedy. 
Yeah. You said I should have played it up more to get more gigs, which I never did. The denting? Like, like Do, I, doing material on being brain damaged? No, just like, you know, hitting up comedy bookers in town and being like, yo, man, I'm fresh off. Then, of- I mean, there was a kid who got a fucking HBO special for getting cancer. Yeah, and I basically only played it up on this show. Yeah. And maybe Twitter, but not even, like to this day. I still say people that, don't know that I went to like that I'm friends with. I still I still say the move should have been like finding a uh, a chick who had also had a traumatic brain brain injury and having dent on dent sex tape. The dent files? Yeah. I mean there's still time for that. Two dents, one cup. I don't know how the cups involved, but <laughs> Look, I'm not a porn producer. I'm just an idea man. <laughs> I'm fucking hungry right now, Prano. Yeah? Yeah, I'm starving. I cooked up some good food yesterday. What'd you cook? You were here. Oh, yeah, I cooked up some steaks. That's right. Seems like forever ago. Cooked up some Trader Joe's steaks and uh, had a little hummus spread. But it's not nearly as good as what I'm going to cook up this week. Look Look at these fresh meals I got from Blue Apron. Soy honey chicken and rice with... Togarshi, Togarashi peanuts, spicy pork and rice cakes with bok choy. I've actually had that one. Delicious. And Mexican spiced beef and rice bowls with sautéed zucchini and tomatoes. See, you know, while I appreciate showing up on a Saturday morning and immediately coming and eating a steak, uh, the one problem with the Andy Ruther culinary bonanza that we had yesterday is you're just like, I don't know, I got steaks, man. And then like... It was kind of thrown together. Yeah, you're like, I got some, I got a vegetable platter. I'm like, that's not how you put a side together. Yeah. When you use Blue Apron, yeah. they give you an entree. They give you a little side action. It's always a very full and complete meal. It really is. Just right. add dessert. You know what I mean? Yeah. You couldn't be more right, guys. So check out this week's mm-hmm. menu. Guys are, but and get <laughs> what's that? I said I don't know who guys are, but yeah. Me and Ray Lewis. What did I say? Just keep going. Yeah, let me just finish this read. So check out the, <laughs> so check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com forward slash dirty. That's blueapron.com forward slash dirty to get your first three meals free. And uh, you guys can cook just like me. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Okay. We do, look, we do have to mention the Donald Trump thing. because they're, they're Okay. I, I just, I want to touch on things that... <clears throat> Give me a platform. Give you a platform, Prano, because we all know Twitter doesn't do enough. And I think people are going to know our opinions, but I still want to say them. Okay. Uh, I don't know what's happening right now, but let's let's get this going. Well, I just it's it's instant hot take, right? From when Trump tweets, right? So I just don't want to be the idiots who quote tweet him and just I don't follow Donald Trump. I don't either. EJ, do you follow Trump? EJ does not follow, follow Donald Trump either. He's okay. shaking his head now. So Donald Trump tweets Friday night at one point. He tweets, LeBron James was just interviewed by the dumbest man on television, Don Lemon. He made LeBron look smart, which isn't easy to do. I like Mike. For the record, I will say this is one of Trump's funnier tweets. I think it's actually fucking hilarious. From a comedic standpoint, he's trolling Don Lemon. 
He's also trolling LeBron and also saying he's hopping in the Michael Jordan-LeBron debate by saying, I like Mike at the end, which is also bringing back the old I like Mike commercials. I mean, there's, there's multifaceted layer to this tweet. Do you agree? Sure. I don't know if humor is any of the layers, but... Whether he was intentionally or not, or unintentionally trying to be funny, it made me laugh. Okay. So then what happens? Everybody flips out. Yes. Uh, Just so you guys know, to compare the two, that tweet has one, I'm looking right now on Twitter, has 133,000 responses. To put things in perspective. That's a lot even for EJ. Yeah. Yeah. To put things in perspective, Donald Trump's next tweet has 12,000. Yeah. So, 133,000. So, here's what happens. Everyone does the normal idiot quote tweet thing. Donald Trump is fishing as always. And are people going to take the bait? And every fucking moron, and, and even people I like, like, dude, the, 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 take like a Michael Rappaport. How often are you going to quote tweet Donald Trump? Like, I just don't get it. Like, I like Rappaport. It's like, dude, you're, you're, like, you're playing his game. Here's, here's what Trump has done. He has set the rules to the game, and you guys all play it. It's that simple. You just fucking ignore it. Like, I just, I don't get this. Because Donald Trump had, did you see there was all these tweets of Trump complimenting LeBron? There were so many. So clearly Donald Trump is trolling. I don't understand how people haven't figured this out. Why are people that fucking dumb? Um, look, I mean, I've known this forever, and like, I'm to the point where like, I understand that we need to talk about it, but like, even doing the talk about, like, we're kind of doing the thing that we're saying we shouldn't do, which okay. is talking about it. Fair so enough. I'll just leave it at this. Um, we've talked a lot about the Michael Jordan, LeBron James debate in here. Just saying, if you're on the Michael Jordan side. Donald Trump is with you. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying in the Venn diagram of people who like Michael Jordan over LeBron James, you're in the side with Donald Trump. But he's going to leave it at that. Well, you can leave it <laughs> at that. Not saying you're wrong. Not saying you're right. Just saying maybe Donald Trump's right. I don't know. You can leave it at that. But again, I, I just w- again, I just want to reiterate that the man clearly stands for nothing. He's just tweeting just to rile everyone up. Well, clearly. I mean, he's doing it on the heels. I, I don't even know. It's That's where I find the humor was, in was it. it. Was it Did he mention Trump in the interview? Did he, like, shit I on don't know. Trump? I'm, I did, sure, I'm sure he did, right? He was basically saying that, you know, Trump and those people were using sports to divide people. Which is true. Which is true. And that's, that's what LeBron said in yeah. that interview. So. so he was responding to LeBron dissing him. It wasn't even like a really an outright diss. The you bum thing was the best LeBron diss when he said he was a bum like all those months ago. But no, this one was more like, you know, it was it was a nicely done interview. So he was just saying that they're using sports to divide the common people. So It's hilarious, though, because, again, I, I like if you right now put a gun to my head, I would 100 percent say Donald Trump's going to win again. 100 percent. I would disagree. Because of shit like this. This helps his cause, dude. I don't I'm not sure how that I, I don't know what I don't know. I just how do you figure? Because this is how I figure. The people so here's the thing. I think stuff like this 
when you when you look at the people who respond positively, like LeBron James is only starting schools for a fucking tax refund, it's all people that voted for Donald. Like he does stuff that makes like even if he lost twenty five voters who really love LeBron James, they're they're like who's who's he adding with this? Like I just don't think that's something that where he's adding votes. Well, I I think you know once it comes election time, what two years from now, I think what's going to happen I is I think so much information out there about Donald Trump's going to be out that he he won't win or he won't run or he won't fucking it won't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter this time. It no. didn't matter. He tried to lose an election and he won. Yeah, whether but, there was tampering or not, he yeah, still won. Well, I think. I mean. I, who I can't look the two party system's broken as shit, so I'm not sure that the Democrats are going to learn anything from this. But I can tell you one thing: he's not going to go up against the single worst candidate in American presidential politics. So, well, I'll just I'll leave it with this: that tweet, and you and I both agree on this. That tweet is the most American hot take tweet of Twitter. If it wasn't written by Donald Trump, my point is this. You can take that tweet of Donald Trump and you can put it in faceless Kobe Bryant meme guy profile. My point is this. Trump is America. How many times are we going to say it? Donald Trump is America. So everyone, no one should be surprised. It's these people who are like blown away. Like that tweet is something that a faceless cheddar dick troll sends to you, Prano. But we're But we're like... I mean, I'm not. I'm not calling you out here. I'm just saying I don't think a lot of people realize this stuff. We're we're like eight months away from me saying something like that to you, and you being like, "Go somewhere else, then. You don't fucking like it here. Where else are you gonna live? You live in fucking Sweden. You live in Australia. Fucking go. Oh, you fucking think America's so trash? Like there are a lot of people who wait, wait, what? I'm, I'm you confused. You remember me shitting on America and you being like, "Fuck you, then." Oh, you think it's so garbage? You think it's so fucking trash? You think this is the people here? Get the fuck out. Where are you going to live? Again, I, don't, I don't think I ever said get the fuck out. No, you, you didn't. go live in Mexico at one point. Yeah. Yeah. I stand by all that. Well, why? <laughs> because it's still- Because like- why? You just said that tweet, faceless troll garbage is America. Because that same tweet- well, first of all, that same tweet could come from anywhere. I, I don't know what people are tweeting in different countries because I don't follow them. Right. So there's that. My point is this. I would still not want to live anywhere but here. You're dumb. You live here. Why do you live here? Because here's the thing. I'm fucking from here, and I, I, I'm part of our culture. What am I going to do? Where am I going to be a fucking comedian who learned well after he was involved in society here that it's a fucking dumpster fire? But you, but you're proving and that also, point. Where, where it's are not you, about it's not about going somewhere. Where else. are you going to make that living going, as a podcaster about, or comedian? It's not about going somewhere else. That has nothing to do with it. If I was born in Sweden or I was born in Australia or had all that, it would be it would be I would be there doing that. The the fact of the matter is, we are trash. We are fucking garbage. That is. America. That absolutely is America. The idea that this is then, the, the idea that you're going to say that and then say that we're somehow fucking, oh, but it's still the best. That's like, that's a Donald Trump statement. Did I, did I use, use the word it's still the best? But it's like, you would want to live here. I didn't Why? Use that. You'd want to live here. Why is compared to somewhere else? Because of what? You don't think there's podcasters that make money in fucking Japan? You don't think that there's people who are doing stand up uh, comedy? I mean, fucking. I, some, I 100% don't think that. 
the opportunities. Nanette is fucking Australian. She's do, she's making a living doing comedy without even getting laughs. So it might even be easier in Australia. I certainly Jim Jeffries is fucking Australian. You're, like, you're, you're, I'm not saying that you can't make money, but Jim Jeffries also moved to America. Yeah, because this is the land where that happens. If you wanted to exactly, be, that's if, my point. But if you wanted to be something else, you could do it a fucking million other places. It well, is that is the garbage that. But we, we are. don't we don't have to agree on this. But I. But you are agreeing. No, I'm saying you're arguing. You're like that is the most American fucking tweet. I agree. You're right. It is. It is. And if you go on Twitter, that's what happens. Go under any of these tweets. Whether me saying that that's the most American tweet has no direct correlation to me saying I only want to live here. Why wouldn't you want to live in Canada over here? Why? Yeah, you love. I've never been to Canada. First of all, okay. Here's it. Here's the deal. It's nicer people, universal health care. It's right fucking there. You can walk across the border. You can live in Vancouver. You live in Vancouver. It's like you're living in Seattle, except better. Well, I don't, again, I've never been to Canada. I, I know that the weather here, I'm talking Los Angeles, they're not, they don't have that in Vancouver. I know that much. Okay. The weather? That's your answer? The well, that, weather? Well, that's one of them. You're putting me on the spot right now, again, to a country that no, I've never been to. No, because this is what everybody does. This is what everybody does. They fucking criticize, but then they sit back and go, but like, you know, am I good old USA. But am I criticizing the country or am I criticizing the people in the country? Well, I, what I, the I, fuck I, is the country? The country is the people of the country. But I still believe— Country is not the, the longitude but, and latitude? But hold on a second. My point is I'm not as knowledgeable enough on a lot of these other countries. I've lived in Spain. I've traveled Europe. Big fucking deal. That doesn't mean I know the intricacies of those countries. I'll tell, I'll tell you that much for somebody who lived in Spain. There's definitely more financial opportunity than here than a country like that. That's a beautiful country. Lovely people, lovely girls, love their culture. I wouldn't want to live there. I'd rather live here. Because why? I, like I said, especially from a financial opportunity perspective. You're a podcaster now. Yeah. That's essentially your, that's essentially your bread and butter. You could literally drop the show in Spain and your life would... Almost not change whatsoever. You don't think we can recreate this wall in Spain? And fucking do this? And go fucking live? And it's the same exact thing. It's not the same thing. Branding, all that stuff would go into it. You you, You wouldn't even know. In fact, we're in Spain. I hate to break it to you guys. This whole thing happens in Spain. This is what I find interesting about your argument back to me. Is that I, it's the same thing? Hold on, this, uh, let me because, hold because on. Because you, you stay you, here, you, you, no. you yourself don't leave here. It's so. identity politics in a country form. You're identifying as a fucking American when it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. You're grouping yourself with people you don't agree with, that don't believe in the things that you believe in, that say shit you don't like. They don't have anything to do with you. We are not a fucking Americans. What about you as fucking American? That you pay taxes here? It doesn't matter. The only people that are fucking American are the rah-rah people that are like, you should stand for the fucking anthem. I don't consider myself fucking, I'm a person. I'm not a fucking white male. I'm not a fucking Californian. You see me flying the California flag or the U.S. flag or the fucking New York flag, the Italian flag. Motherfucker, I wear a fucking Brisbane Lions rugby shirt more often than I fucking wear something with a USA flag on it. 
it's identity politics for your soul. Like, oh, but you know what? Still would rather be here. Why? You're just a fucking person. Don't do that. Don't get to that level of clarity and then just go like, but it's not. Uh, I don't know. Get the fucking. I don't know spins. why you're getting so mad by me saying I would because rather I didn't her. even want to talk about it in the first place. Then you go and throw out there that it is the most American in a tweet, which I agree with you because just like I said about fucking Ohio and every fat coal covered fucking rust asshole fucking flew out like you're not gonna talk about fucking ohio dude it's an imaginary line around a fucking shithole filled with chili you're not a fucking ohioan you're just a fat fuck that's it stop being a stop defending your fucking state like we're in some sort of land war and that fucking indiana's gonna come and start stealing chili bowls you're not a fucking ohioan you're just a fat asshole Oh, somebody goes, oh, California sucks. Cool. I don't give a shit. Cal- I'm sure. Look, I've been through South- Central California. It does fucking su- suck. You've been to fucking Barstow? Barstow is like fucking Vietnam. I wouldn't go to fucking Barstow with a gun to my head. Like, fuck you. It's so fucking stupid. And Donald Trump is preying on people that fucking have a politic about like, oh, I'm so fucking glad to be here. Fuck you, you stupid fat fucking orange fuck but we are fortunate to be here and we'll just disagree on that that's okay. fine yeah you we can, will you can disagree the, about this being the land of opportunity and all those things because I, I i believe in that call me romantic call me whatever but there's a reason people still risk their lives to come to this country because there are parts of the world that are shit i'm not saying you agreed i'm not saying agreed yeah, i'm not saying we're better off being in a fucking mud hut in Africa than we are here. There's a lot of fucking first world countries. And not, not all of them are run by fucking morons or the fucking Illuminati or the fucking CIA or the, a fucking baboon with Twitter that you like, you'll refuse to call the guy fucking dumb. The dude's dumb as fuck. Straight up dumb as fuck. He's not dumb though. I disagree. We're talking about him Look right at, now. No, we're talking about him because you fucking got duped by him into a fucking LeBron James shoot. I'm going here fucking doing Michael Jordan jokes, and then you got to tell me about like, oh, in the end, it's still the fucking USA. It's like, fuck, man. Can't even get through this fucking conversation without losing my mind about how fucking stupid we are. The country's fucking stupid. But he's not oh, Brano, you, fu- you don't like it? Go somewhere else. Fine, I fucking will. If that's the fucking call, fuck you. But you won't, Joe. You know what? Ruther, here's the thing. I fucking plan on it. First of all, and second of all, just like the fucking not watching the NFL, you're going to be like, dude, you can't go. You can't fucking leave. You got to watch the NFL. What the fuck are we going to do if you're in fucking Mexico not watching the NFL? It's like you, you don't understand that that doesn't drive that you can live in Mexico and fucking watch the NFL. There's a guy that probably makes money being in Mexico fucking talking about sports. I'm not saying you couldn't. Yeah, you are. You're saying, oh, you got to fucking I, I, live here. Well, no, I'm calling your bluff in a way for okay. sure. Dude, it's fucking lame as shit. I don't think of myself as fucking anything. And honestly, if you do, you're the guy that's like, fucking stand for the anthem. People fucking die for that. No one fucking, no one thought a single fuck about me when they fucking died. No one. Nobody. When who died? F- guys fighting in fucking Afghanistan. Guys fucking not fighting in Afghanistan. Like, oh, I hope Joe Prano's fucking have a good time on the fucking beach today. Respect the people who died for you. No fucking died for me. Shut the fuck up with this fucking nonsensical fucking nationalism 
bullshit. That's exactly what the dude does. He fucking gets people on nationals. And when you break yourself from it, you'll go, I don't give a single fuck what this dude tweets. I don't give a fuck if he tweets that he thinks fucking this podcast has been in the dirty sports or fucking Michael Jordan. I care about the Michael Jordan, LeBron James argument more than I care about almost fucking anything. I don't give a single fuck what Donald Trump thinks of it. Fuck you. Shut up. Stop talking about the guy. Oh, he's a fucking president. I don't fucking care. You gotta. That's what you. You're. You're on the right path. People talking about it are fucking stupid. Yeah, but but let me ask you this. Then what's the difference if you're trying to bring in you know the country thing? Then what's the difference of being like, oh, you have an allegiance to your sports teams? It's it's literally that's like literally not serious. Like no one's going fuck you. You know you. Oh, you're gonna fucking bail on the Red Sox. You, Fuck you, you should die. Like, no one's calling you a traitor. Who cares? It's entertainment. Yeah, but I'm saying... It's I'm like ta- saying I'm I like... you, Joe Prano. Yeah. I'm saying you have, a di- you have a diehard allegiance. I have a diehard allegiance to Top Gun, too. Our fucking number one fan, CT, was like, Top Gun's overrated. I was like, how dare you? I'm fucking out of here. It's like, it's entertainment, dude. And the New York Mets don't give a single fuck about me. At all, but the you Giants, still, but you still care about them. I care because I'm fucking just rooting for something to root for fucking sports, which is good, which is yeah. fine. I'm not dissing that. Great, I don't give a fuck. I really don't like it's it's entertainment, and that's what this guy's doing. He's being a fucking WWE wrestler in the White House. Yeah, I agree. We agree on that. Cool. I so said we li- that. So we live in a fucking country where a WWE wrestler literally can get elected president. And we're talking about we'd rather be here than anywhere else? Uh, I don't know. Seems seems like uh, a broken argument. Well, I would. Okay. And and you, and that's fine. If you want to go to Mexico, that's totally your right, too. And, and you can deal with their... I want to go to Mexico because we're actually putting up a wall between us. I, like, but, oh, but you can have fun with their legit government, who I'm sure has no corruption. Great. You know what? I'd rather... San. You know what? I'd rather a fucking murderer who's a murderer than a Ray Lewis who's pretending he's fucking not. Okay, fair enough. Transparency. Yeah. So, guess what? I'll go there. I'll break the law. I'll pay off the cops. Everybody fucking wins. Everybody's on the same page here. It's corrupt as fuck. Great. We're corrupt as fuck. We just pretend we're not. So, we agree there. It's corrupt everywhere. You know what's not corrupt is SeatGeek, guys. I'll tell you what, man. SeatGeek. That's where you get those tickets for those games. It's where we go. We get our tickets. Any sort of event. Concert. Comedy show. Like I said, I was looking at SeatGeek to get tickets for the Star Wars Orchestra this week at the Hollywood Bowl. I might need somebody to go with. Maybe, maybe you know, we went from what you talk about, Willis, to some serious politics. Prano's all wound up. Maybe I need to get two tickets on SeatGeek. We can go relax, listen to a little John Williams Star Wars music. Best of all, Dirtballs, you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Right, we can get twenty dollars off those Star Wars tickets. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code Dirty today. That's promo code Dirty for twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek life's an event. We have the tickets. You all right, Prano? I'm great. I I just wonder, are you going to be rooting for the Death Star when you watch Stars? It's like pretty good. Pretty good quality of life for the uh, stormtroopers there on the Death Star. It's pretty fucking great. Maybe now I will. I don't know. As a kid, I rooted for the uh, the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. But I don't know how that equates to America. The America is the Death Star. That's the equation. But at the end of the day, 
I'm happy with my life. That's me, dude. I wake up. For the most part, I get to do what I want. I've I've also earned that right from thusting. Right. And, uh, just just make sure that you know, because it's important for you to know that that's the life that you created for yourself. Yeah, I agree. You're lucky you didn't get born in a third world mud hut. Congratulations. That's fucking completely different. It's like saying like. Uh, I'm a Yankee. I'm so happy I was born a fucking Yankee fan. Look at me. I have 27 championships. Isn't it great? I wouldn't trade being a Yankee fan for anything in the world. Do you imagine if I was fucking born a Marlins fan? Ew. Kill yourself. You have two rings, actually. Never forget. Uh, we're going to get to some dirtball calls. Before we do that, guys, I want to announce, and I put this out on social media, uh, we're doing a big giveaway a Madden 19 giveaway. We're giving away three video games, Madden 19, uh, and the winners will get to choose either for, what is it, PS4 or Xbox One. Basically, follow the link in the description of this episode or go online, Twitter, Facebook. We are giving away those games. It's going to be a random entry. It's, it's through a, a company online that I, that, I, that I use. And basically... If you subscribe on YouTube, you get one entry. You follow us on Twitter, you get one entry. I think you get three if you subscribe on YouTube. Yeah, right? you're right, actually. Sorry. If you, if you subscribe on YouTube, you get three entries. So there's different ways to enter. It's going to be only 10 days long. It's going to end August 15th. So if you're interested in getting a free Madden game, we're giving away three. So check those out in the description of this episode. But until then, let's get to, let's get to some dirtball calls. We had... We had some uh, some good responses to the top five all-time rappers. Oh, my God. I can't wait for this. Oh, yeah. And this first caller, uh, he is very, uh, how should I put it? I don't know if I want to call him a troll, but he's on YouTube all the time leaving comments. Okay. This is the foot fetish guy? No. It's, I think his, his, his username is SF Purple Haze. Doesn't show his profile pic, of course. Uh, you know, but very, very, very trolling type of person, I guess I would say. Sometimes it's it, a lot of times it goes towards me. I think. So you you don't look at the YouTube comments. The YouTube's nope. out of control. Anyway, he called in though, so I'll give him credit as a troll. He actually called in to weigh in on the matter. Hey yo, thanks for this podcast. This is your boy SF Purple Haze from YouTube Fame. Just want to make y'all niggas know, man. The fact that you guys don't got Tupac on your top five is utterly disgusting. It just makes you want to stop listening to anything you want to have to say. Yeah, I can get the Drake shit. Drake got some bangers, blah, blah, blah. If you listen to his body of work, the guy got, he could do five hours worth of concerts where he actually does spit bars. But if you're not listening for him, you dismiss them, whatever. Pac, come on, man. That dude can make you cry. That dude can make you dance. That dude can make you feel like you're going to do a felony tonight. He can make you look like you're going to take a shit in front of uh, Venice Beach. Whatever it is you guys got to do, he can put you in the mood. Biggie, great rapper as he is, had one album, man. How you going to put him in with everybody else that's catalog is 100%. Joe Prano, you talked about how, oh, well, I need some gangster shit and it can't be nothing whack. Eminem has had a couple of hits, but if you, you can never ride with Eminem down in the hood and put that shit with the windows down, get the fuck out of here with that, man. And I'm not disrespecting his lyrical prowess. Dude is a god, but 
he'd be in the top 10, but probably filling in the 10 spot for me. Pac, definitely number one rapper. Most versatile, had a long career, man put in the work, and obviously inspired a whole generation of artists that maybe your favorite artist that you just listed off now wouldn't even exist had it not been for the work that he laid down. Anyways, I already love you, niggas. Good work. Keep on putting up them podcasts. Subscribe to everything. You already know what it is. SF Per Pace, Southwest Florida, Boston, Massachusetts. Send the fuck up. Sound like a rapper dealing with those shout oh, First of all, I didn't have Eminem in my top five. I mean, it was, it, we discussed we it. We discussed it. Yeah. But also, I've just never been a Tupac fan. Bottom line, I can't, I, I'm allowed to, you, you're allowed to have your top five. Your Tupac's probably in your top five. Mine? Yeah. yeah. I'm a big Tupac fan. He's not in my top five. That's it. I Look, I growing up, I fucking listened to all of it. I watched all of it. MTV Generation, you didn't get to choose what was on Hip Hop Station. We didn't have Spotify. We didn't have Apple Music. We didn't have fucking Shuffle. We didn't have playlists. You had what was on... 97.1, Hot 97 in New York, and you have what was on Yo! MTV Raps, and you have what was on MTV. Tupac was not my shit. Bottom line. Changes was fucking all right. But you you've know also what I mean? been critical like, of Tupac. I just think it's, I just, I, f- there's multiple aspects of it. First of all, I just, w- I just didn't feel it that much. The fucking original uh, auto-tune gangster and then just fucking you know a fake gangster in my opinion wasn't a fucking actual gangster why is he a fake gangster because he because he didn't because he went he, to art school yeah his fucking dad's a preacher and he had his fucking it's like i'm not saying that that's that's bad i'm not i i don't think kendrick lamar is a gangster rapper he's talking about fucking positive shit or whatever but like you know tupac getting into a fucking rap beef Fine, but that's after the fact. You don't come up like you don't hear me talking about my fucking life in the hood. I went to high school in Greenwich, Connecticut. I'm not up on stage being like, yo, I grew up hard and this is why it was hard being me. It's like that's not real. And honestly, but it's not like Tupac had it's not like he grew up in the suburbs, man. He, you know, it's not like he had an easy upbringing. Okay, but like to fucking, I mean, to me, fake gangster. See, I wouldn't call him a fake gangster. Well, I just did. The Wu Tang Clan is the the twentieth thing on FBI's fucking file on Wu Tang yeah, says but- they're involved in music. The rest of that shit is like guns, drugs, and that's what they're rapping about. Like Tupac fucking ra- like stick to changes, bro. Well, first of all, changes came out after he died. I don't know when he recorded it. Uh, I do see his point about the wide array of songs Tupac could do. Where it would be more gangster to more the dancey, poppy stuff like, you know, California Love or I Get Around or How Do You Want It. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, I'm a big Tupac guy, but but I'm also, I'm a big Biggie. First of all, I, I owned all their stuff. Same with Biggie. Uh, and you're actually wrong on that. So Biggie, Biggie had one album. What do you have? Ready to Die. Yep. And then after he died, Life After Death came out, which, right. was, which was a double disc. Yep. That was a good fucking album, too. Yeah, and it was all recorded before he died. Exactly. So, technically, you're wrong saying he just had one album. And after that, you know, what they always do, they, what they did with both Pac and Biggie, they just start releasing, like, right. like 
But like him playing drums in the bathroom. We're like, talking oh, about the song. We're, ta- we're talking about my top rap- rappers of all time. I'm talking about lyrics. I'm talking about flow. I'm not talking about fucking discography. Like that's not that you know my overall shit. I don't fucking know how many albums anybody fucking. Dude, has. when you said flow, I instantly thought of the health insurance chick. That's where it's at now with me. That's that bad. The car insurance chick, right? Progressive flow. I'm sure. Top five rappers of all time. I'm sure if you did a fucking Quinnipiac poll of top five rappers of all time, I bet you you'd have Tupac in 80% of them. So Biggie would too. Yeah. But I'm in the 20% that he's not in. We have another rapper we didn't mention somebody wants to talk about. Yo, this is Clint from Santa Cruz again. Got cut off on my KRS-One rant. Um... But do yourself a favor, check out some KRS-One, especially his shit from the early 90s. Um, just so unique. I don't know, man. He was he was fucking nuts and still is. That's all I got. Stay dirty. Condoms are for Drake being in people's top five, top ten. I don't even consider Drake rap. I don't know what he is. Like, genres get so blended. He's more of, like, R&B you know, rap than anything, like a crossover. He's definitely not a rapper. Um, he's, he's obviously in the hip-hop, R&B, you know, side of shit, but I, w- I don't even know if i call Drake a rapper. Um, anyway, later. I think that's a good point. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. That's why... I- that's what I've said about a lot of the modern shit and that and whatever I'm you can say like, oh, you're the guy who says you'd like the NBA when it was fucking slower and whatever. And that's fine. But at the same time, people do the simple production value in modern rap that I like about old rap. It's not like fucking Kanye's runaway isn't just a one dude hitting one key on the piano for fucking half of it. Do you know what I mean? I like raw, fucking real-ass beats. I like that in music, too. My girlfriend and I fight all the time because she plays shit with fake drums and fucking, you know, electronic shit. That is just not my shit. I like like analog music, and I like that. That's something that happened on the East Coast rap scene, way more than happened on the West Coast rap scene. Higher production value out here as far as, like, California. That's not for me. I'll fucking take Kanye hitting a fucking one piano key you want simple all day because to me that showcases the lyricists more than it does the fucking it being a song. I like the rappers of rap. KRS-One is bomb. My thing is I don't, I'm not even ranking people. I'm not giving you a one, two, three, four, five. If you wanted my top five and then you wanted my top 10, then you wanted my top 15, KRS-One's probably in my top 10 or my top 15. He's certainly in that. He's certainly somewhere in that bunch, but I'm not like going like this guy's one, this guy's two. But like, if you made me put a dividing line between people, I listed mine the other day on fucking Twitter. I had, I had a distinct four and then I was like, all right, here's the other folks that might've been my fifth. I don't know. Well, this is what I've learned about myself just with music. And I think we should all maybe take note of what I'm about to say. I think you can like a song, but also know it's shit and doesn't mean it's good or an artist or performer. Does that make sense? Sure. I'm wearing a Britney Spears shirt. I'll just say it. 
a fair amount of her songs, I'll be like, that's not bad. I can listen to it. I can hear it at a bar. I can hear it wherever, at the pool. You know what I'm saying? I'll be like, oh, that's a catchy song. But do I put Britney up there? You know what I'm saying? It's, it, but, but I think that's the problem, like, Joe, you're talking about with Drake. I think people think, because it's a catchy song, there's a lot of Drake's, I know you don't like it, but for me personally, there's a lot of Drake songs. I'll be like, yeah, that's a cool song. I can listen to that in my car. I can listen to it at a bar. I could listen to it wherever. But there's a difference between saying that is yeah, it, there's a lot of catchy Akon songs, too. Is Akon a fucking rapper? But that's my point. I, th- I think people, that's where I think people get lost in confusion. I know I like a lot of shitty music. I know that. Like, I'll be like, oh, that's catchy, or I enjoy it. But I also know, you. you my point is, I know you can't compare but Britney it's not, Spears but, but to I don't, like, I'm not even. I wouldn't even say shitty for any of that stuff. I wouldn't say shitty for Britney Spears. There's t- t- 10 songwriters and fucking four producers yeah, made that shit. Like, exactly. Those sh- guys make a living doing that. Like, you're right, it's I not shitty. You're right. I it's shouldn't discredit that. It's just pop music. You're right. I shouldn't discredit it's that. It's just sugary. You're right. It's catchy. It's good. It's easy I, to listen to. The same thing. I'm not saying Tupac is shitty. I'm just saying, like, I don't feel that shit. Like, to me, it seems a little, just seems a little, like, not, like, I just, yeah. Well, we got time for a couple more calls? Are there more Are there more on the top? EJ, who's your top five rappers of all time? I mean, I feel like you have to always put either Tupac and Biggie, but besides that, I would probably go Nas. <laughs> and then, I'm trying to think of modern people that I would Nos? say like, okay, I'm trying to think of modern people that Nas I Nas or Nas. Okay, Nas. <laughs> um, I do. I really, I really, really vibe with Kendrick a lot, and then I, I like Childish Gambino a lot. I'm a huge what Childish Gambino fan. What about uh, Daddy Yankee? <laughs> Daddy Yankee? Hey, bro, that's reggaeton, bro. That's not rap. What you talking about? Bro? I did that for that. I wanted to get that. I wanted to get that accent. All right, a couple more calls. Let's let's wrap this bad boy up. Hey, Andy and Joe. It's Chris and Josie, the Oklahoma City sibling dirtballs. I'm going into my senior year of high school, and Chris is going into his freshman year. So I'm planning on taking him to some parties. So we were wondering if you ever went to any parties with your older brothers or what your favorite high school party memory is. Let us know what you guys think. Condoms are for Kevin Durant. Chris and Chris and Josie. Yeah. The combo, the brother sister combo from OKC. Uh, That's a good question. First of all, uh, real quick, the one party I took my little brother to when he was a freshman, I was a senior, was the infamous story of me getting arrested with disorderly conduct uh, when I was dead sober, which I've told on this show, I've told on Denton Report. I'm not going to tell it again. So there was that. And my brother took me to one party when I was a freshman and he was a senior. And it was like, oh, my God. That looks I awesome. went to one party. So my brother John started dating a girl when he was like 16. And it was like a psychotic thing. Like he suddenly just only hung out with Stephanie and fucking disappeared. And John was definitely like a school shooter before a school shooter. Like the, the weird lack of friends and like a lot of internet before the internet and like just doing devious shit. So like John wasn't partying a lot when he was like a senior in high school, when he was like older in high school. At least not fucking. Yeah, he's mostly just hanging out with his girlfriend. Um, I went to one party with John when he was like 14 or 15 and I was like 11 at my at a friend's house and that him and his friends were like stay here and watch the house we have to go down the street and get Spanish fly because we're gonna fucking drug the girls tonight and I was like what the fuck are you talking about Wait, what so Spanish fly is essentially like like 
urban legend roofies. It was like you put it in a girl's drink and then she wants to fuck you. Bro. And I, and I was like, yo, are you guys seriously going down the street in Mount Kisco to buy something called Spanish fly? I was like, this is some Cosby shit. Spanish fly. I was like, guys, why don't you give me your money? I'll light it on fire and then we'll just fucking have a right. So that was like the one party I went with John. But Mikey would come to parties with me all the time when be I was a, older. Be a psycho? Yeah. Because Mikey and I are the same age, right? Mikey would just be like two or three years on him. And then he would, people would just be like, yo, your brother's crazy. And he'd just be like doing all – he'd be like wilding. It got to the point where people were like inviting Mikey out when I was like doing other shit. Like I remember one time I was out of town on like a college visit or whatever. And they're like, yo, Mikey came out with us and he pissed all over this dude's Jeep. And I'm like, what? And they're like, his top was down. He just fucking stood up on the hood of his car, started pissing all over his Jeep. I'm like, what is happening? They're like, your brother's wilding, bro. Yeah, Mikey used to come out and get fucking banged up. You probably egged him on too. Oh, yeah. Mike, uh, I would, Mikey was basically like a, like a pledge when coming to parties with me. I'm like, you don't fucking do shit. Anybody needs a beer, you get him a beer. Like, he was like, I just basically made everybody the best. One time we had a party and Mikey <laughs> got fucking, Mikey was drinking with us and then we left to go to another party. We were at my place hanging out and then we left. And my friend Harris passed out. And the next morning, we're all hanging out. Mikey's like, yo, Harris is all wasted, so I put easy cheese all over his dick and let the dog lick it off. And they were like, wait, what? Do you take down Harris's pants and spray easy cheese on his dick? He's like, yeah, Harris. The dog, he's like, Coco, suck your dick. And Harris was like, yo, I'm going to kill you. And Mikey t- literally told everybody that Harris got his dick sucked by our fucking chocolate Labrador. Then my dad comes down and opens like an under cabinet in our house. And there's like 40 empty beers in there. Mikey had been drinking beers and stashing the empties. And I was like, dude, why didn't you just throw them in the fucking recycling? My dad flipped out. He's like, no more fucking people at our house. Blah, blah, blah. Every time you're here, your friends make a fucking mess. Somebody left fucking beer cans under the cabinet. I'm like, yo, my friends all know what the fuck they're doing. That was Mikey. Mikey, Mikey literally just bold faced lies. Like, wasn't me. Never gave in. And we all got in trouble because Mikey just fucking drank and hid beers. Trash bag. Am I? Did I replace Mikey out here, and you replaced one of my older brothers? I mean, Mikey has more fight in him than you. Like Mikey would, Mikey, like the thirty-three percent of my Mikey. Oh fucking, yeah, Mikey wouldn't stand for that shit. But he okay. But, but, but you're but, definitely a little brother mode. I'm talking socially, like yeah. off air. Oh, just like doing wild shit, like being a jackass. Yeah. Dick out and stuff like that. Totally. And and because you remind me of my brother Greg, who's just like would laugh, let it happen, and just but then at times be like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. All right. Well, those are the calls today. 310-359-8365. Again, guys, quick reminder. Madden 19 giveaway. The description will be in the uh I'm sorry, the yeah, I guess the description the description of the contest will be in the description of this episode. Just click on the link. You can enter. For all my gaming nerds out there. Yeah, get that Madden. You don't even have to be a gaming nerd to be, play Madden. Yeah. That was like Madden's like the shit that I used to play. I had like four video games. Like play FIFA, Madden. Yeah. I spent so many years of my life playing Madden. Like I bet you if you tallied it up, I played more than a year of Madden in hours. What if I got so I'm gonna get a t- I told Imagine that when I die I'm gonna be like I spent a hundredth of my life playing Madden. That's depressing, man. 
Now you got me thinking of like speaking of Mikey. I beat Mikey and Madden. He'd always fucking. I talked about it at his wedding as his best man. I was like, don't play video games with him, Lauren. I was like, he's gonna choo- he's gonna accuse you of beating of cheating and then probably beat you up. <laughs> he would flip out when I beat him in Madden. We should we should get that for here. That's just what this place needs, right? Yeah. Get a TV on that wall. I can't even get back into video games. It's like a it's like a uh, it's a, it's like a big life decision, a dedicated decision. It yeah. is though. He, but it's true. Like if you're gonna get back in, now you can play online and shit like that. Nah, I ain't trying to do that shit. No, not not where we live. Yeah, you just can't. You got to be outside. One of my buddies was like, "I'll pay you not to get like a PlayStation or whatever," because he's like, "Then I got to get one. Then we got to play Madden." He's like, "I'm a doctor." Like he's like, I can't be flunking at a fucking medical school playing you and Madden every night till four in the morning. So, real quick, and then I know we'll wrap up the show. That reminded me of, you know, when you're like, when you go to those award shows, you get all those those bags of giveaways and stuff. Like, I don't think people realize when when a celebrity attends like an Oscars or the Grammys or the American Music Awards, they get gift bags. Yeah. I mean, it's such bullshit. The people who don't need it, like thousands of dollars worth of stuff. So when I worked for Lance, he got like, he went to one of those award shows and he got like tickets for two to like the Bahamas on top of all this other shit. And he's just, he, he's like, you want any guys want any of this shit? And, and it was like this generic game console. And I was like, fuck it, I'll take it. <laughs> and I brought it home. It was, I'm like, what award show was this? It was. It wasn't an Xbox. It wasn't a PlayStation. It was this generic thing. It was all online. And I hooked it up to my TV, and I had the control. It was again. It was like a poor man's version of a PlayStation controller. It's like in the fucking TurboGrafx sixteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but even that, it's like you're saying it was a Friday night. And I started playing. I was like, "This no, I can't. This this is some generic game. You you, you just pay for the games online to, to get them." I was like, "Even this, you get fucking addicted to that shit, man." And then I gave it away to the poor. So there's some poor kid who's getting beat up for. What do you, mean you gave it away to the poor. You donated it to like Goodwill. Yeah. Jesus. Should have given it to a dirt ball. No, dirt balls have PlayStation and Xbox. Prano, Chicago, me, you, September 5th through 11th. It's you happening. It. Yep. Dirtball meetup. Cubs, White Sox, live Dirty Sports podcast. You're headlining. Headlining. That should be enough right there. I, I don't the know Midwest, what I, get there. I don't know what else people uh, want. Tweet at us if you're coming. Let us know. We, we want to know who's coming. EJ, you coming? He's coming. Cool. Perfect. Those double jeans will work out perfect in the Midwest. Yeah. The cold, chilly September weather. <laughs> Except he'll be called like a homo a thousand times too. You got anything else you want to push? No. Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, JoePrano.com for shows. Um, that's it. Rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, at Andy Ruther. I make the best Instagram stories. You guys should check them out. Not at all. Arguably, motherfucking lit, fam. <laughs> you, you like that one? I got so stoned last night and just wouldn't stop Instagram story. All right, guys, that's the show. It's already gone longer than we wanted. Thank you for listening. 
sending out our love to all the dirt balls. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies. <laughs>